A very good morning and welcome to St. James Garlic Hive for choral matins on this Advent Sunday, the first Sunday in the church's holy season of Advent. A church has stood on this site for over a thousand years. It gets its rather peculiar name from the fact that Hive is a Saxon word for landing place. The River Thames is just a stone's throw over there. And what they landed there was the garlic to be sold up on Garlic Hill and on Cheapside. The original medieval church was destroyed in the Great Fire of London. And this is one of Wren's masterpieces that was finished in the late 1600s. This church is also proud of the fact that ever since the church was rebuilt, we have known no other liturgy than the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. For many, many years, this church has been a corporate member of the Prayer Book Society. And it's a great delight for the Prayer Book Society to be here at St. James and to have many of its members taking part in this service of choral matins. God is real and God is good. Glory to God in the highest. O most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Blessed are you, sovereign Lord God of our ancestors. To you be praise and glory forever. You called the patriarchs to live by the light of faith and to journey in the hope of your promised fulfillment. May we be obedient to your call and be ready and watchful to receive your Christ, a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths, for you are our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on us the armour of light. 
Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with a humble, lowly, penitent and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we most chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people being penitent the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all them that truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. 
chapter of the prophet Isaiah. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Oh, 
Here beginneth the 36th verse of the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall the two be in the field, and one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think the Son of Man cometh. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy O Lord, save the King. And End you thy ministers with righteousness. And may chosen O Lord, save thy people. Give peace in our time, O Lord. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armour of light. Now in the time of this mortal life, 
in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defence, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord.
In this first week of the season of Advent, the church bids us contemplate the great figures of the Old Testament patriarchs and matriarchs. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob dominate the book of Genesis. They are the receivers of the promises of God and the story of our salvation through Jesus Christ finds its beginnings, or at least some of them, in their stories. They are the stories of God's first tentative reaching out to his children to form them into a holy people, to invite them into relationship with him, into a covenant. Abraham, often referred to as our father in faith, is the symbol of journey. Isaac, our steadfastness and fidelity to God. Jacob, our struggles with God. Their stories are our stories. Abraham is our father in faith because he was the first to receive the call of faith, the call to set out in trust, faith in the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen in the promise. Journey is a classic motif of the Christian faith. We, God's pilgrim church, are on a journey. We came from God and are returning to God. And on the way, on the journey of faith, things go wrong, as they did with Abraham, sometimes spectacularly. Advent is a season of journeys. The journey of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. The journey of the Magi to see the Christ child. The journey of the Holy Family into exile as refugees to Egypt. But always with the promise, always with faith. So Abraham's story is our story as we set out on our Advent journey to the crib in Bethlehem. The life of Isaac symbolizes the steadfastness needed on our journey with God. His is the quiet, courageous courage of the day-to-day -day life of the disciple in all its ups and downs, triumphs and setbacks. In the Jewish faith, Isaac represents afternoon, the often undramatic middle of the day. And that is faith for most of us. Discipleship lived quietly in the midst of the communities we have been called to serve, most often invisibly, unobtrusively, but faithfully, doggedly, devotedly. So unlike Jacob, whose life symbolizes courage and struggle in the life of faith from the very moment of his birth with his twin brother Esau. In his famous struggle with God, Jacob never lets go of the stranger wrestling with him. And in that struggle, Jacob encounters the living God. It can be hard to discern the presence of God in the midst of the struggles of life. Only afterwards, like Jacob, can we say, truly God is in this place and I knew it not. This is how Jacob found God. In the struggle, he finds himself and his real name, Israel. He who struggles with God and man and prevails. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But we cannot talk about the patriarchs without speaking of the matriarchs. Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, and Rachel. And we can't ignore Hagar, of course. Their voices may often be limited, but not their importance. Without a Sarah, there could have been no Isaac. Without a Rebecca, there would have been no Jacob. Without Leah and Rachel, Bilhah and Zilpah, there would have been no offspring for Jacob, no 12 sons, so no 12 tribes. 
Like the patriarchs, they are often flawed characters and therefore intensely, beautifully, wonderfully human. They love deeply and passionately. They hurt because of betrayal and deep, unsatisfied longing. We can, I think, recognize ourselves in them too. Such human characters in the story of God's loving care for his children. Stories of passionate love, stories of betrayal, stories of power abused, stories of exile, stories of families broken and then reconciled, stories of journey, tenacity and struggle, of never giving up, of listening and responding to the voice of God and so becoming a holy people. So they are also stories of promise and blessing, God's promises to humanity, God's tender care for all his children, both those inside and outside the covenant. As we begin our Advent journey, we need to hold before us these patriarchs and matriarchs. They are the beginning of the story, our story, the story of a promise, that God will gather all his children to himself, that he will guide us to the source of light and life, that he will come to us as one of us to remake broken and fallen humanity, that he will save us, and that salvation has a name, Jesus, born of the seed of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Leah and Rachel. Amen. As we begin this season of expectation and preparation, let us pray for the needs of the church and the world. O God, Father of mercies, who did so love the world that thou didst give thine only begotten Son to take our nature upon him for us and for our salvation, grant to us who by his first coming have been called into thy kingdom of grace, that we may always abide in him and be found watching and ready when he shall come again to call us to thy kingdom of glory. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for all in need throughout the world, for peace with justice where there is bloodshed and violence, especially in Ukraine, for any who have woken to bad news and all who will spend this day in fear, sickness or distress, and for the many people struggling to make ends meet in the current cost of living crisis. O God of infinite mercy, who has compassion on all men, hear the prayers of thy servants, who are unworthy to ask any petition for themselves, yet are in duty bound to pray for others. Let thy mercy descend upon thy whole church in this holy season of Advent. Preserve her in peace and truth, in unity and service, that her sacrifice of prayer and thanksgiving may ever ascend to thy throne. In mercy remember our King, keep him perpetually in thy fear and favour, and grant that all who bear office under him may have a special concern for the poor and the vulnerable. Remember our friends, all that have done us good. Return all their kindness double unto their own bosom. 
forgive our enemies and help us to forgive as we too hope to be forgiven. Comfort the afflicted, speak peace to troubled consciences, strengthen the weak, confirm the strong, instruct the ignorant, deliver the oppressed, relieve the needy and bring us all by thy waters of comfort and in the ways of righteousness to thy eternal kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Confident that God hears and answers all who call on him in faith, we draw our prayers together, saying, Almighty God, who hast given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen.
Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from before your path and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.